Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by co-host Aaron Keller. And today we are on Teams recording because we have our angler educators from across the state joining us. We have Jan Nemec from Western Nevada, Nicole Hamlin from Eastern Nevada, and Abby Zarnecki from Southern Nevada, our favorite fishing experts to hear from um for all the different seasons so we wanted to bring you on we figured it was fall one of the best times of year in the state for fishing so jan i'm looking at you you're looking really excited right now for fall fishing so let's kick it off with you could you tell us how things are looking so far for western region fantastic i don't really know else how to put it um you know the summer um it, no secret, we had giant winter, um, so we've had runoff in a lot of our rivers, especially through um, through the summer. So, um, for example, uh, East Walker, um, up until about now, really hasn't even been fishable, so it hasn't been touched. Um, so, if you can imagine a river that hasn't been touched in 10 months, it's probably going to be fishing pretty good once we have a chance to get out on it. So, um, flows there are just coming down um, Carson River. Um, it's been fishable for a little while um, and definitely fishing um, well. Um, as you can kind of um, tell, I'm, I'm definitely on the rivers. Um, rivers, rivers, rivers. The Truckee in town um, in Reno itself um, has been fishing really, really well. So really anywhere from the state line down through um, uh, Mustang and down. Um, and that is just due to the water. Um, having enough water in the river has just done tremendous things. Um, I think right now we're we're, we're probably hovering at about 300 cubic feet a second, which is, you know, if, if you're used to fishing the river, that's probably three times the water that we're really used to having this time of year. So um, fish love water and, and it definitely the health, the health of the river systems are, are, are there. Um, so looking forward to lots of river fishing this fall. Um, again, getting on some water that um, that we haven't even been on yet this summer. So uh, lots of stuff. Uh, lots of rivers. Rivers are key. Um, that and they've started hammering the um, the community ponds again. So we're seeing a lot of um, those smaller ponds get um, get hit pretty good with fish. So um, also some bigger fish. So you're you're seeing all kinds of um, of good fish coming out of our little ponds, which is um, definitely a nice treat. Definitely a nice treat. Um, other than that, you know, the the typical uh, northern reservoirs are always going to fish fish well in the fall. Um, a little bit of haul, and as we start to get precipitation, it gets to be a little messy getting up there. But really, I keep going back to the rivers. It's going to be all about our rivers this fall um, and even into the winter. If uh, if we see a hard winter, obviously, like we did last year, we we're, we'll probably not spend a lot of time on our rivers. But um, up until it gets nasty, it just this should be great. It should be great. I know you've said it because you keep saying river, 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 but it is nice to hear because I remember last we recorded, I think we probably did spring or summer fishing. It was right before all of our events, so it was probably summer. And the one area that wasn't quite ready for fishing yet was our rivers, especially the Truckee River. So it's good to hear that now it's all about the river. And Absolutely. 
Yep. And then um, community ponds, um, we stock those in spring and then again in the fall. So it sounds like we're right there, um, fall stocking season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I could just tell you're so excited and energetic because it's fall fishing. <laughs> you got it. You got it. We don't get many falls like this. So um, definitely worth getting out there and taking advantage of it. Exactly. Well, great to hear the conditions in Western region. I think I'll move over to Eastern region. Nicole, how are things looking over there? Things are looking good. We've got a little bit of everything going on this fall. Um, let's kind of start off like Jan. We did not hit like the South Fork of the Humboldt, any of our creeks. Well, in the spring, they were still pretty much frozen. And then come summer, they're just, you know, those flows are out of control. So it's time to to get out there now. The water levels are definitely much more manageable. For example, we usually do a, a fly fishing clinic with our angler ed program, April, May, June, sometime around there on the South Fork of the Humboldt, just out of South Fork State Recreation Area. And we kept postponing, 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 and it is finally happening next weekend. Um, so that'll be our kind of kickoff to fall. That's a September event, and we'll talk about more events later. But yes, we can finally hit those waters that people have been itching to do. And to go more along with the creeks, a good spot to go to do some creek fishing is Lamoille Creek up Lamoille Canyon. This is a wonderful time of year to go up there because the leaves are going to start changing. So you can catch some brookies, some tigers just right there in the creek or in the beaver ponds and just soak up all the beautiful color. And not even just the creek, but if you want to go on a little hike and hit those alpine lakes before we get our first snow, which I can't make any promises that that won't happen before the time this podcast comes out mid-October, <laughs> because you never know. Um, but I would highly recommend trying to fish some of those smaller, smaller creeks or go up to the lakes and see what it what's going on. Um, as far as reservoirs go. This fall is going to be looking pretty good. We had some algae throughout the summer, but it's clearing up now with the cooler weather and the precipitation. So shorelines are clearing up. Water clarity is totally improving, especially like Wild Horse, South Fork, um, Wilson. Those are all looking pretty good. I will say, despite the water quality that we had here at the tail end of summer and a little bit beginning of fall, the fishing wasn't really that affected. We just last week got a record a uh, new water record out of wild horse, uh, rainbow trout, about eight pounds, 27 and a half inches. So the fish are still biting and that's just the start of it. I mean, we're just starting to pull down. So come October, late October into November, you're going to see the trout out and biting all over the place. So I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, of course, fall is a big trout fishing time. Um, our bass anglers had a good summer, but if you are looking for trout and record trout at that, Wild Horse is a great spot. Um, but the collection ditch also in Ruby Valley last year, out of the collection ditch, we got another record tiger trout pulled out around the same time. So we've got the trout, we've got the big trout. Um, you just need to get out there and start now um, because we do have that winter creeping up on us a little bit quicker than some of the other areas. So you wanna make sure you're taking full advantage um, of the fall fishing while, while we have it. That is good to hear. And it's good to hear fishing really never slowed down over there. Um, that's what we like to hear here at End Now. I feel like we always promote fishing year round, but 
fall has to be one of the prime times. And um, while some people waited to fish our streams, I feel like it was worth the wait. Would you say that, Nicole? Because now's the time to be out on those streams and rivers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not just here, but all over. It's it's definitely worth the wait. Like Jan said, some of his waters, you know, they haven't been fished in 10 months. So I'd get out there if I were you too. Yeah, good information. And we have more. We'll be coming back to both you and Jan because it sounds like we have a lot of fun events and some different classes happening. But first, let's check in with Abby. Abby, things are always a little more different in Vegas, just such different weather than up here in northern Nevada. So how is southern Nevada fishing looking? Fishing's actually been pretty awesome. Um, we definitely, uh, most people stayed inside in July and August just because it was so hot and humid. Um, so we were hitting monsoon weather and so it was 90 to 110 degrees with 90% humidity. Yeah, it was a little intense, but uh, with that, we also had a lot of cloudy days, which made fishing awesome and worth it. Uh, trying to get out, we're actually somehow hitting some more monsoon thunderstorms above me right now, and I don't even know where it came from. Um, but so I always have been putting in the fishing reports to check the weather um, and get out in between these storms. Uh, definitely track it uh, because it's totally worth getting out um, the mornings before the wind picks up and getting on and off the water then. Um, and then, yeah, we've just been getting so much water. Um, Lake Mead's gone up. And um, as the last couple of weekends have proven, it's just made fishing down here awesome for all of our fish species from bass, catfish, bluegill, um, and even trout below the dam on Will near Willow Beach. And, um, and then, yeah, in a couple of months we'll have or in another month, I guess, uh, we'll have trout in November. So that'll be pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, we have been able to fish this whole time. We just have to unfortunately get out um, early or late in the day. Night fishing is always an option, just making sure people are safe when they go out, having lights, uh, red and green lights, if they're on the water. And um Red and green lights even on the shoreline are nice because then you're not scaring the fish off um, and actually can even attract them to the shoreline with you um, without that bright, hard white light that confuses them at night. Um, and so, yeah, shore fishing has been good. I've, uh, some friends have gone out and reported back catching catfish after sunset and stuff like that. So, yeah, I um, whatever kind of fishing you like, it's definitely worth getting out and uh, fall fishing is the time that you can go anywhere in the state and catch awesome fish. Yeah, and good reminder to people, don't not go out and fish. It's just hitting it at the right time of day, especially in Southern Nevada where weather's more, or I, I don't even know if it's more extreme, but there's <laughs> different things to keep in mind over there. Unpredictable sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it is all over the state, but I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Fall, I guess, gets a little more um, mild in northern Nevada. I don't even know if I want to say that because I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> but yeah, unpredictable. So definitely keeping in mind the times. And then, Abby, same goes for you. It sounds like, well, you said a lot of people had to stay indoors. So I bet they've been waiting to get out on the waters and once again, worth the wait because it sounds like there's just great fishing. 
Yeah, and then they can stay out all day. So um, it's considered off season, but in a way it's not like we've been doing after school fishing and it's been like the perfect time, just an, an hour, hour and a half after school. Um, the kids get their snacks, can get a little homework done, hit the pond with us for an hour. And then uh, some of them actually go right to soccer practice or their other activities after fishing. So we've been able to give them a little fishing in between homework and other projects too. Nice. And parents take note. That's the schedule. Follow Abby's schedule. <laughs> All of ours. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Well, we're going to be rejoined with the three of you right after this quick break. You are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking with all of our wonderful angler educators about fall fishing, everyone's favorite time of year for fishing. Um, in the first half, you guys walked us through conditions, and in the second half, we wanted to talk about some of the great programs we have going on, especially if you're new to fishing or even if you're not new to fishing, just really programs for everyone to take part in. Um, we have a lot of fly tying classes coming up. Jan, do you want to get into what you have going on and what those entail? Absolutely. We, um, we've got all kinds of fun stuff in the fly tying world going on this fall. Um, in addition to a whole bunch of classes starting, um, we're offering probably the most popular class we have is a three day class. So it typically runs Tuesday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday evening. Um, great classes. We cover three different flies in the course, plus materials, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, most concise, I'm going to call it course um, that we offer, um, which is great because we get right to the point and you kind of get to learn learn stuff right away. So um, those classes uh, start three different dates. I've got um, one coming up that starts November 28th, um, one December 19th, and one January 9th. So we've got kind of one a month for, for the good first part of the winter. Um, in addition to that, um, we actually have a really cool opportunity and have been partnered with uh, the Disco Discovery Museum here, um, Kids Museum. Um, incredible place if you haven't been into one. Um, we also happen to have the uh, monster fish exhibit at uh, the museum. And uh, there will be four weekends where I'll have the opportunity to go in and actually tie flies at the exhibit. And um, for us, you know, it's not not real well known. It's well known, but you know, if a lot more people know, we'd have a lot more people in our state. But you know, we have we have some incredible, incredibly big monster fish in our in our state. Um, we, we really have monster fish between the, the cutthroat out of pyramid, um, the brown brown trout in um, the rivers, uh, whether it's the East Walker, the Truckee, 
Um, and of course, looking up at Tahoe and the lake trout up there, you know, we, we've got some incredibly large, large trout. So I feel like it fits pretty good with us. So um, I'm going to have a chance to sit down for a couple hours at a time and tie some of those monster flies or monster fish. So um, we'll be tying some of those like eight and 10 inch and 12 inch flies that are imitations of the fish that we're typically catching. So uh, imitations of those 10 inch um, stocked rainbow trout that we're, we're stocking in a lot of our community ponds, um, tying flies that actually look like those for those those monster brown trout in our river and um, some of those other other species. And um, I'm definitely going to tie some flies. I know the uh, Arapaima, uh, Arapira, Piruku, whatever it's called, two names, I think. Um, that's, that's a big fish in the fly fishing world. So I've got some flies that'll probably tie for that that are um, fun colors, oranges and pinks and blues and purples. And some of those Amazon basin flies are, are pretty obnoxious and pretty neat to tie. So I don't get an opportunity to tie any of those giant flies very often. So it's a lot of fun for me. Um, so we'll use that to, to definitely try to get people into those, fill those classes uh, that we have started for the winter. Good stuff. Nice. Definitely good stuff. Sounds like a good time. Do not miss those monster fish fly tying classes. Yes. And if you haven't been there, definitely, definitely worth checking out the museum. Yep. And where could people find information for all of those? So the classes will list, uh, the fly tying classes will go up um, 30 days prior to the start date. So about the airing of this, you'll start to see those pop up on our calendar. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll be in the Discovery Museum um, Saturday, November 18th, December 2nd. December 16th and December 30th, which are all Saturdays. And I think we're there 12 to two in the afternoon. Um, so there's those dates. Otherwise, those will definitely, um, we'll look at getting those put on our Facebook, I'm sure, and some other. Um, it'll be promoted on the Discovery site as well. So um, they should be pretty easy to find as we get a little bit closer. Perfect, multiple classes all winter long and we're giving people plenty of notice. So make sure to get registered and head out to one of those. Um, Nicole, you also have, I think we have fly tying classes statewide, but let's get into Eastern regions classes and everything you have going on. Yeah, fly tying is definitely popular this fall. <laughs> um, we usually start our fly tying about halfway through the fall. Um, like we were talking about great fishing conditions. So while the weather's good, get out there and go fishing. And then we kind of steer people indoors if they want to be um, around November 1st. So this year we're starting November 1st. That way you can work on your collection of flies. You can be a beginner. This is the beginner class. Um, but when things start getting a little too chilly out there, you can, you know, stock up, get all your stuff ready for when you can get out there again. So what we offer is what we call a progressive fly tying class and it meets November through March on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. here at the Elko Endow office. So each week we're building on skills. We go through streamers, nymphs, dry flies. Um, we tie three flies a night. So by the end, you'll have a whole fly box full ready to go. This year, um, we're also adding a special midge night. We don't usually do midges, but we're going to do a zebra and a blood midge um, to mix things up a little bit. And they're just great flies to have in this area. Um, and when I say we, I should mention that this entire program, our progressive fly tying program, is taught entirely by our volunteer instructors for our angler education program. They're incredibly valuable, incredibly skilled, and they love what they do. So it's a great opportunity to learn from people who are very well versed at fly fishing in this area. 
and are happy to teach you. So um, if you're interested in that, same as Jan said, our events are posted about 30 days prior um, to the start date. So our first class is November 1st. Start looking out about October 1st. You'll see the sign up for the um, Elko Progressive Fly Tying class. Perfect. Lots of fun classes. Abby, what do you have going on? So, yeah, we always give the option. We start in the summer because it's so hot. Um, we give the option of fly tying Fridays, which is kind of like our first Friday event. And um, it's fly tying at the Endow office. Same, our amazing volunteers choose one of their favorite flies of the month that the anglers can tie a make three of just in case they lose the first one and can fish it on the waters anytime that month. And so we do our first Friday fly tying. Um, we have monthly family events and then family fishing events. And then um, also fly fishing. Um, and then we're, we're finally ready um, to take fly fishing to Lake Mead, which is our southern version of Pyramid Lake but go after those bass that are getting closer to shore. So we should be able to reach them. And then um, hopefully we'll be able to get out far enough um, now that the water levels are changing and um, get those eight weights on the water. Nice. It's cool to hear there's really something for everyone in the state of Nevada. So many, it's such a diverse fit or almost a diverse fish. It's a diverse state when it comes to fishing and the fish we have in it. Um, and that brings I feel like we, me. I, I oh. feel like it's important to emphasize that we almost have like both sides of the equator because we have I mean, it, it's truly incredible, the the summer fishing and then winter fishing flopping over to Vegas. It's such a cool thing. And I, I find myself promoting this, I think, every single podcast. But um, I think coming from from a different place, it's it's the coolest part about our state. There's it, always something for sure. It really is. And that's every time I talk to the three of you, actually, I'm reminded of that, especially when we're talking fishing, because it's it's just cool to hear from all of you. Um, so next I wanted to talk about, we were saying it was funny. I said, who here likes fall fishing the best? And all of you said you. So, um, who, um, we talk about why you like fall fishing so much. I'll go around to each of you as we are. It's hard on teams because I'm looking at people's faces rather than being in the same room. So that's kind of why we do this one at a time talking on our teams calls like this, but Jan, do you want to kick it off why you love fall fishing so much? Sure. Um, the fish match the leaves. I think that's my favorite part. Uh, the tracky specific and actually East Walker is another great example. Um, the brown trout. Um, it's no. Um, uh, the colors of the fish um, in the fall when they go into spawn are are truly remarkable. I don't even know how to explain it there. Um, we have tropical fish in our rivers. You know, it's the we get the the, the color intensities of, of like reef fish, um, the brown trout, just the, the yellows that they get in their bellies and the kind of blue halos on their cheeks, um, just incredible coloring. So I think that's probably my favorite part about fall. Um, is just the color of the fish, um, and specifically the brown trout. Our uh, our 
cutthroat and rainbow trout are um, spring spawners so that we get that color intensity with those in the spring but in the fall there's you know nothing like a butter belly so that that kind of buttery yellow 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 brown trout color um and again that that blue on the cheek if you haven't you haven't ever looked for that or recognized or seen that i would definitely take a look at the next next brown trout you catch or in, a, in photos you get kind of that that aqua blue or that blue uh marking on their cheek and it's just just beautiful pretty pretty cool very cool I'm going to start looking for that. And what's funny is my favorite part of fall, just being like the most basic human being ever, is that I love the fall colors, but I know you're a true fish nerd when I ask you your favorite part, and it's the color of the brown trout. <laughs> Matches the color of the aspens. You got it. Yep. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, though. I'm going to start noticing that more. And like the blue, I've never noticed that in their cheeks that you mentioned. Yeah, definitely worth worth taking advantage of. Very cool. Nicole, what is your favorite part of fall fishing? Well, I can't argue with you guys about the fall colors and living up here in eastern Nevada now. I get to experience that, but I've also experienced the flip side being from southern Nevada and working down there. Um, so I feel like I have a pretty good experience of both kinds of fall fishing. So up here, um, yeah, you get the cooler temperatures, which is nice. It still gets warm here in the summer, so you can find those um, cooler temperatures. You get to soak in all the pretty leaves and all that kind of stuff, and the trout fishing really does start picking up. But um, back home or down in Vegas, it also is perfect weather. I mean, you can't ask for anything better to be out, and you're not wearing a jacket. You're not worried about your hands getting cold when you're scooping down um, to pick up your trout. You are just having a great time, feeling great, and just enjoying enjoying where you are. So um, I'd say that my favorite part about fall fishing in Nevada is that if you wanted to, you could have a little bit of both. You can go match your fish to your leaves, or you can go hang out in Vegas in a t-shirt and soak it all up. I love it. Great answers from both of you. Abby, like Nicole said, Vegas fall fishing a little bit different from northern Nevada fall fishing. What is your favorite part of fall fishing in southern Nevada? Yeah, it's definitely like she said, the cool breeze after the hot the hot winds. So now we finally hit that cool breeze. The wind changes from the um and starts coming from the north. And you can still fish in a t-shirt, but have that cool breeze on you. And I swear the fish notice it too. And what's neat is we can um, fish for warm water fish and then also cold water fish once we start stocking trout soon. So it's kind of a really neat overlay in October, November when you can fish for bluegill bass and then also start um, fishing for trout. Yep. So what i would advise people to do is buy your fishing license now at ndowlicensing.com and check out our fishing reports these guys keep them updated and also keep an eye out for all of those awesome classes that we have coming up and get out there and enjoy some fall fishing thank you all three of you for coming on like i said i, I just like having the three of you here it's comfortable because we have you on a few times a year, so I know you and I like it. But then on top of it, like I said, it's just cool to hear everything from northern Nevada down to southern Nevada, all the different conditions. So cool. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs>